Hello and welcome to episode two of Intruder Theatre in the Making. I'm your host, Remy Rehuba, and thank you so much for coming back. As you might remember, I briefly talked about how the whole journey of my solo piece started, what happened, and who I met who actually connected with the piece and motivated me to work on it further. So it's 2010. I'm getting ready to go to Brighton to take part in Before I Sleep by Dream Things Speak. And I'm also waiting to hear from David, who I had emailed the account of the Edinburgh incident. Now, before I go to Brighton, I actually get an email from David and um, I actually checked uh, that email and that email was sent on the 25th of March 2.59 p.m. I found it in my inbox and it said, Hi Remy, hope it's going well down south. I read your play and really enjoyed it. I think it has great potential. I've been really busy at the Arches, so I will try to send you some more detailed feedback and suggestions in the next few weeks. But just to wanted to let you know that I haven't forgotten you. All the best, David. So that was an email I got. And um, once again, as I was saying in episode one, it was this very positive word of encouragement, uh, that connection that we had. And it actually filled me with more positivity and incentive and hope and excitement to be working with David when I finish the play in Brighton. So I go to Brighton um, to work on the site-specific production. Initially, it was to be for only three weeks, but because it was so successful, it extended once and then it extended twice. The project was incredible. I met wonderful artists and creatives and actors, and I still keep in touch with most of them. I worked with Tristan Sharps, who for me is just a genius, uh, and I'm actually very, very grateful uh, for his invitation and his offer to take part in that project. Actually, since that time, we've worked on a couple of other projects and Tristan Sharps has always been very, very helpful. But I'm going to talk about him slightly in other episodes and why his help was so important. So Brighton, amazing, wonderful project, wonderful people. I really couldn't have been happier. And also, it's because of Before I Sleep, I was able to join Equity as a full member. Because prior to that, I was um, I had a student status, I remember, and then because of the production, I was able to be a full-time member. But why I'm mentioning Dream Things Speak, because, well, I'm going to talk about Tristan Sharps a little bit later on, but also that sometimes in life you have different projects that take place and you can focus on other things. And that was the case. So when I was working on a play in Brighton, then, of course, I had my solo piece and David was looking after it. And we already knew that at some point we would be talking about it and working on it. And sometimes this is what happens in life. 
maybe this is the reason why it took such a long time for my play to be put on because I had other projects on the go at the same time and it's fine you know sometimes it's good to finish a project and then come back to something of your own and then work on another project and then come back so maybe that's how it is sometimes and you accept it as it is but maybe because it was a very personal story I actually needed the time to um, to work on my piece and uh, maybe the piece needed that amount of time to be worked on. So it's so wonderful, I'm in Brighton and then of course nothing lasts forever, everything comes to an end and after Before I Sleep finished I got back to Glasgow full of excitement, positivity, uh, a lot of hype because the project was so well received and the audiences loved Before I Sleep. I was in that kind of a mode of, uh, well, creating stuff and being curious. And I've always been very curious about other people, about artists, directors, how people work, what people do. And then in September, I took part in a couple of workshops. And one of them was with uh, Ian Rickson. And Ian at that particular time was workshopping for a week Hamlet because I think he was preparing for uh, his uh, production. I think it was at the Young Vic and he was workshopping the play with actors and directors. And we did various things. But I remember on the very last day of the workshop, Ian had one-on-one with an actor and the director, so we went to see him. And I remember telling him about my solo piece and and Ian was also very encouraging, very motivating and he kept asking me about the piece and he kept saying, Remy, work on it, do it, you've got David and then you can see what happens and how it's going to unveil. Uh, so as I was saying in episode one, um, here we go, once again there was another person that... Um, you know, inject that positivity in me and enthusiasm and, and, you know, um, kind of encouragement and incentive that, well, you know, that's how it is. This is what happens. That's how you work on certain things, which was very, very important to me. And I was really, really grateful because it's also that you can tell other people that you are working on your own stuff and you can share something with them and and then sometimes they are interested in that and what you're doing, what you're developing. And for me, at that particular moment in time, it was important to meet people and to get these words of encouragement and 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 positivity. Uh, and, and Ian was one of these people that uh, definitely helped me with my journey. So... Also, at the same time, um, I thought, well, it would be really, really nice to actually know something more about playwriting. Uh, when I was doing my MA in contemporary and classical text, uh, we did work with three uh, wonderful Scottish playwrights, and that was David Harrower, Douglas Maxwell, Linda McLean, and we focused a lot on new writing. But I always thought, well, 
you know what, since I'm actually going to be working on my solo piece, maybe I can find out more about the craft and what it's all about because I really didn't know much about it. And at that particular time, um, there was a three-month course at the Travers Theatre. Uh, it was called, I think, the Playwrights Toolkit and it was taught by Zinni Harris. And it was like a series of classes where we talked about different plays and uh, discussed um, scenes and we wrote stuff as well and we broke down uh, certain scenes I remember and uh, talked about structures and we had homework and we needed to, to read plays and films and I think it was very useful for me when I reflect on it back because it was the very first step into playwriting just to mm, well being aware of what it's all about especially as I knew that I would be working with David on my solo piece but also uh, I thought well, since I'm going to be applying for funding, definitely it's something worth mentioning. Because actually when you look at different opportunities or different competitions, they always ask whether you have any playwriting experience. And it's always good to have something to put in these boxes. Uh, say I've done this, I've done that. Mm, I think it always makes it more credible that you are interested in uh, exploring the craft of writing or screenwriting or playwriting, whatever it is. So at the same time, we finally um, agree that we're going to work with David. And David at that particular time was an associate artist at the Arches. And the Arches and the Arches in Glasgow was a very vibrant and dynamic venue. It doesn't exist anymore because it was closed down. I don't remember when, but loads of stuff happened over there. Theatre, concerts, music, uh, everything. A very, a very full of life. So David said, why don't we work on the piece one afternoon? And I was very, very excited about it because it was the very first time that I was to talk about the piece and we were to do it. And we met um, and it was really, really nice to see David after nearly half a year. And I remember that immediately we put it on its feet. I always like doing things. I don't like talking about stuff. I like doing it and trying different things, whatever it is. And this is what we actually did. We read the piece initially, I remember, and then we put it on its feet. And actually, it's very interesting because when I reflected recently, the original structure, how we did it, there is an element of it still in the piece. Uh, maybe when I talk about the full production a little bit later on, uh, Mm, you will know why but actually some elements of it are still in the final production although it's a different director but I remember we put it on its feet it was very very interesting uh, and then I remember we started actioning uh, everything so the full text and it was very very difficult because I've done actioning before but, and I love it, but I found it difficult to look at that account 
from um, say, analytical point of view or um, dramatic point of view or what's happening? Why am I doing it? Why did I do that? For me, it was just something that I thought, well, that's what I did. I don't know why I did it. And I think David knew that. David saw that. So his task was for me to, his task for me was to try to action the sentences and everything to help me detach myself from the text. But, you know, I it wasn't that easy because it was just very, very personal and uh, and I think that, uh, and this is why I think I needed a lot of time to look at the text from a different point of view. And then when we were working on the piece, what happened was, well, I never said that um, there was another account of another incident that had happened in Poland. It was about 2000. So when I met with David, I had an account of the I had the account of the incident in Edinburgh, but I also had the account of the incident in Warsaw, I remember. And then when we worked together on both accounts, David suggested putting them together, kind of inserting them together, one within the other. And as soon as he mentioned it, I absolutely loved it. I think it was around that time that I must have seen uh, Christopher Nolan's film Inception, which was kind of like a story within a story within a story. And I've always loved films and still do, and even plays with a non-linear structure or where the author was playing with the form or, or whatever. So when David suggested that, I thought, brilliant. I would love to have a piece that has a form of one of my favorite films. But I can't forget about another film that had a very big impact on me. And that was Magnolia by Paul Thomas Anderson. Actually, he's one of my favorite filmmakers. Because when I saw it, uh, I don't know whether I hadn't seen uh, films with a non-linear structure before. I don't remember that. But I remember Magnolia was this very first film that had this non-linear structure and it all made sense to me. I went to see it, I left the cinema and I was just overwhelmed. It was incredible. That was the film that made me realise that, oh, a film doesn't have to have a linear structure. So when David talked about uh, putting these stories together, it all made sense. And I think because I had seen Magnolia and I had seen Inception, actually these two films will be important because the piece will have a very non-linear structure. And I think it's because of these two filmmakers and the films that I thought, wow, these are some of my favorite films. And if I'm ever going to have a piece of writing or a play, I want to have this structure because I love it. And if I ever do it, I'd rather do something that I am excited about and I like. And this is what I think that if ever you are creating anything or working on it, 
uh, why not? Why can't you have something that you enjoy? Why can't you do something in a play that you really like? And actually, when I talk more about the full production, I will talk about different elements that I really enjoy in theatre. And we luckily managed to put it in because I thoroughly enjoyed them. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do a play, why don't I have my favourite things in the theatre that I enjoy? But I'm going to talk about it a little bit further on. So, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's Magnolia, Christopher Nolan's uh, Inception, two films that really shaped my, I think, shaped my taste, to be quite honest. But there was one more film that had a very big impact on me. Uh, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit later on. But in hindsight, coming back to that rehearsal room and playing around with the idea, I think it's always important to uh, whoever is creating any piece of uh, writing or art or film or short film or whatever there is to look at their life. And at that particular time, I didn't think that, but now I agree that the most personal is the most creative. What Martin Scorsese says. And when I heard that sentence at the Oscars, I thought, well, there must be something in it because my solo piece is based on my life. But also the subsequent things that I've written and I've written now maybe 70% of my new play, which is also based on my life and an experience of working with autistic children. And there was another idea simmering in my head, also based on my experience. I would always say, you know what, maybe look at your life. Maybe look at some of your personal experiences. Maybe draw from that Uh Maybe that could be a stimuli to kick off that creativity, to, to kick off that writing, to do whatever you want to do. And I remember that time when we did it with David. It was, I remember it really, really well. We worked on my account for about a couple of hours and I felt very invigorated and excited by it. And I was doing certain things and I was saying certain things and... Um, it was just very, very exciting to be, uh, to be just putting certain things in action, although I didn't really know what was going to be. And then uh, working on the script a little bit and the fact that it was bilingual, English-Polish, it definitely had this kind of very fresh, uh, I don't know, exciting thing about it. And maybe because... I was working on something new that I had written, although, as I had been saying before, I had never thought I would uh, create a piece of theatre out of that. Uh, but definitely it was very, very helpful and useful to put it in action. And uh, and for anyone who has some kind of piece of writing or has kind of an idea, it's always great to get into a room with other people and try certain things out, see how things go and uh, talking to people about it uh, because you never know where it's going to take you. But for me, it's also useful and essential to work on something that I enjoy. 
So that will be it for episode two. And in episode three, I'm going to talk about my other collaborators and how I went about development and funding. So thank you so much for tuning in and I'll hopefully speak to you next week. Bye for now. Thank you.